Welcome to the View from the Three podcast. Welcome to the Views of the Free podcast. We've got myself, Jordan, Aaron, and Michael. And today we're going to be talking about our relationship as brothers, how we view each other, and our views on it. So our relationships together, obviously, you know, you guys admire me greatly. (laughs) Um, Aspire to be half the man that I am. Uh, Aaron, you were once twice the man that I am. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I think think we've got a really good relationship as brothers go. I think it could be better in terms of being open and honest and talking to each other. Um, But we get on. We always have fun together. Um, Wasn't always the case when you guys were younger when we were well when you were younger than 18 i found you both incredibly annoying um but as soon as you both passed 18 i think we got a lot better yeah i think well that's one of the reasons we started the podcast and that we do get on but we weren't talking as much so we thought we'd share with everyone else our conversations essentially um (laughs) delve into what we would usually talk about on a day-to-day basis obviously it's tough being the favorite brother to both of you um But no, I think we generally have a good relationship. Um, Obviously, like I said, doing this podcast, it's become better because we're speaking more. But I feel like generally, like you said, we always have fun when we're together. Uh, Things could always be better. But like I said, it's generally a good relationship. It's funny because people see us and they see us together. And I'm sure a lot of people assume that we've always got on or whatever. But there's, I think there's been a period for each of us where we each equally hated each other. Uh, And it's usually around when one of us has been a teenager and the younger ones... Uh, I'd say going into secondary school age or a bit older than that. Um, I know Aaron, I used to hate you, yeah, <laughs> still, that still do some days, <laughs> but in the end, we always managed to find the banter in it and we always managed to get back to getting on. But it's funny just thinking of some of the stuff that has happened over the years. I think we should, um. I think the interesting thing is, right, so when you've got three brothers and you've got a gap of six years between each of us, it's like a, um exaggerated version of what a lot of other people get with, like, the oldest, middle and youngest child. Um, so I think we should start by talking about Jordan being a middle child, <laughs> following that in the footsteps of, like I said, the uh, the idol of the family. So how did, how did that make you feel growing up? Well, when we was younger, when we was really young, so when I was toddler, early starting school, we got on. We'd argue, but we got on. We used to play with each other to, for a certain point. That sounds a bit... No children were harmed in the making of this. It's not that type of show. Yeah, we used to play PlayStation and play toys with each other, but there'd, be a, there'd always be a point where that would fall down, uh, usually due to you winding me up. Uh, and then we end up in a, in a wrestling match or a little fight or whatever. But we we, we generally got on. As you got a bit older, uh, became a teenager and wanted to separate out and be with your friends, whatever. I think I was I was the annoying kid brother. Because um, I remember I used to, walk, used to walk home from school with me, be forced to walk home from school with me. And uh, I would always be annoying. But I didn't, I never felt, felt like, I never felt in your shadow or anything like that. I think we were into slightly different things when we were younger. Um, and I just got dragged into your thing. So I got dragged into London every every week when you went to play football, um, rather than being allowed to follow my dreams. But 
but, but you're not I'm, bitter I'm, at I'm all. Not about, I'm a bit about that, Phil, because we spent all those weeks going up to London to watch you play with Crystal Palace, and you've had a successful career as a pensions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> operations or operational manager or whatever you do now so uh, it was worth it uh, <laughs> but I think I don't think we me and you fell out I don't think me and you fell out as much as me and Aaron fell out yeah I don't think so we always think... Like, the, the, I think it's funny like when you have the dynamic of three and especially like I said when you've got that gap and you've got so I had six years by myself um and I'm not even taking the piss when I said I I enjoyed being an only child. Um, you know, I was pretty shy. Uh, obviously, got all of the attention from mum and dad. You came along. I was incredibly excited to have a little brother to play with, and that was fun for a lot of a lot of the time. Um, but then it's just interesting to see how that relationship changes over time, like part of growing up, and then introducing Aaron like later down the line. When you were probably getting most of the attention, George. You know what I mean? Because you were the youngest at that point. Yeah, I was finally just just starting to get my own clothes instead of hand me down. <laughs> and, and then Aaron come along. Which I remember we were both excited though. Because I remember we was at Nan and Granddad's. Yeah. Uh, just before Christmas, when Mum went into labour, and we were buzzing. Obviously, if we knew what was coming, we we wouldn't have been that excited. <laughs> um, but we we were buzzing. Um, both drawn to Aaron when he, was, when he was a young kid and then he just turned into the de- a devil child. I don't know what happened. He blames allergies. Mum's, mum blames allergies. I don't understand how that allergy can turn you into a, a dickhead. What was your What was your experience, Aaron? Because I don't think we've ever really talk, talked about this. Like growing up with two older brothers and yeah, just what what that was like. Well, I think it's different for, for like my relationship with both of you. Like Michael, I've got on with you fairly well and because I think, well, we're initially when I, especially when I was younger, we were quite similar. But obviously, you weren't here that for that long. And Jordan, yeah, me and me and him just clashed <laughs> from 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 age. I don't know how young to about. I don't know, probably until I turned about eighteen, probably. Literally, just clashed over anything. Literally, just get on each other's nerves over everything and anything. Um, yeah. So yeah, they were quite contrasting relationships over the years. Thing is, like you say, you don't remember when we clashed. We clashed from, from from birth essentially. Like I could vividly remember when you were you'd be in the car seat after being shortly after being born, or, or come up to one years old or whatever, and I'd come up to you and you would just squeeze my face with your nails. <laughs> <laughs> you just like some sadistic kid. But um, God obviously saw something bad in you, and he made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel? Aaron? How did you feel? Like you say, having two brothers, you got on with Michael. Me and you clashed. But how did you? Do you feel like I know? Probably maybe more so now. Did you feel like when you were younger that you had to vie for attention? I know that you had all the attention, so you probably didn't. Or yeah, did you have? To, did you feel you had to fight for anything? Like fight for any attention or anything? Like nah, not not really. To be honest, like you said, um, I don't know, I guess guess as the younger kid, <laughs> yep, the uh, the youngster, I got I got the shine, didn't I, from mum? So. Yeah, no, I didn't really feel like like that at all. Like I said, Michael wasn't there that much when he was home, obviously, because he moved out already. So it's just me and you not getting on, really. So I still had, yeah, a lot of the attention from mum. So it didn't really affect me too much in that way. So I didn't really feel too different. Why do you think me and you clashed? Just a clash of personalities, I think. I was obviously uh, a completely different person to now. I was so, like, anything would infuriate me. Yeah, there'd be there'd be some 
some crazy outbursts. Even I don't know what that was. I think that was just in me as a kid. Like all all the times, like when I was, I can't even remember how. Probably less than f five or six. And like mum would lock me in the room and I'd chuck everything around the room and start screaming, literally until she let me out or whatever it was. Disclaimer, I... Disclaimer there was no child abuse in our home. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what it was. I guess I was just, I had that anger inside me from just from a kid, I guess. I think you just had a lot of energy and didn't know how to channel it. And then you developed, probably from being with three brothers, a very competitive nature, which also, again, you didn't necessarily know how to channel into a positive. And at the same time, I, as Michael just said, I was just starting to get some attention. And then you came along and you had, you were born and you had a, a Nike deal. You sponsored boots and sponsored gloves <laughs> from mum. Uh, and I couldn't even get a pair of Reebok classics. So I think I resented you for that. So I was always quick to comment or come down on you or try to big brother you. Um, and obviously, in a lot of situations, people would just not lay down to a big brother but do whatever but you you have the opposite effect where you come at me head on even though even if it was a situation you couldn't win you'd still try and it always it always ended in tears always <laughs> ended in tears yeah um one thing i'll say to that is obviously jealousy is never a good thing so <laughs> um but yeah yeah i don't know i think it just goes back to yeah that rage like i I wouldn't. That's probably a bit of what we spoke about on off air last week. Um, like I don't know, even from young, I just yeah, I would never give in. I'd always fight. You could literally push me down fifteen times, and I'd get up sixteen and and still want it. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's, Maybe it's just that anger I was born with. I think it's the until losing. that time that I say like, until until that time that Jordan punched you in the face in a boxing glove. He, he didn't get up that time. Yeah, that was when, I, when he was about eighteen. I was what must I've been about? No, he was probably, yeah, he's about eighteen. I was what twelve. Twelve. And he, yeah. he hit me with a jab with a boxing glove. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say you brought the ball back onto the sofa, got straight back up. You brought the boxing glove down, and I was like, "Yeah, come on!" And you caught one swift jab. Eyes were well enough, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> Think, things would be different today. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was why, why, why do you think it is that we like? Why do you think that happens? Why do you think that that like siblings have that? I don't know, like, we're, we're, we're from the same parents. We had relatively similar upbringings. But then through those young years, up until each of us reached 18, and, well, each of you reached 18, we had our various issues. Like you said, Aaron, you were kind of just too young for me to worry about. You was, it was quite fun just having, like, a baby brother. Mm. Um, Jordan, you became more, progressively more annoying as you got older because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even I wasn't even taking a piss. I was being serious. Um but because because I was getting older and you know becoming a teenager and all the rest of it and you were sort of just like lagging behind. Um so why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens that you just have these relationships? And then how do you think things change between then and now? When I think back to like me and you when we were younger, I could, I can't ever really remember what we would actually argue about. The only thing I can remember is Playing FIFA, we'd argue about all the time because you cheat. <laughs> um, so it was always it was always competitive things, so stuff like that. And then, and then if you were doing something wrong, I would grass you up to dad. And that was just because I didn't want lashings. So if I could divert, yeah, if I could, divert, <laughs> if I could divert the lashings your way, then I'm doing I'm doing a good job. So I've, you just you just reminded me of something. So the reason that Jordan's talking about cheating on FIFA 
but this is back when FIFA used to have a, the, the feature where you could dive. So I used to dive and get penalties, and that's why. That's not really cheating. That's part of the game. No, it's cheating. Um, so why did he get his there? So what, what do you think happened? What do you think happened that, that as we got older, we became closer? I think you just have mutual... Not, well, in, more mutual interest when you get older, or you can you can you can exist in the same environment and enjoy the same things. Whereas you couldn't really do that when you were younger. So if you had to take me somewhere when you were a teenager, you'd be looking after me. Mm. You you weren't enjoying that experience. Same thing for like me and Aaron. If I had to walk him over from school or do something like that, I'm 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 responsible for him. Whereas when you get older, you can just enjoy each other's company. No one's responsible for each other. Um, and you can just have fun and talk normally. I want to know when you're walking me in from school because I, yeah, remember, I, I remember many a time where I was walking up to school and you drove past me when you were in sixth form. No That's limit. tough love, man. <laughs> no That's tough love. Um, so, I just think it's, I, I don't know, I guess when you're younger, I think we were all, I think we were all competitive with each other, weren't we? Um, and I think just as you get older, you, you realise that one, there's no need to be competitive with each other and you two, too you just branch off out into your into your own life like obviously when we're younger and we're living in the same house like we are each other's life if you know what I mean um so for whatever reason we always wanted to get one up on each other but I think that just comes with maturity and learning more about life than anything else so I said we've all gone through that phase of not not liking one another for various reasons and and now we get on pretty well but there's still, I mean, there's definitely still things. Like there's things that you do, Jordan, that annoy me. There's things that, Aaron, you do that annoy me. And I'm sure there's one or two things that I do that annoy <laughs> you too. <laughs> but um, so why, do you, like, why do you think things have changed so much that we now get on? And why also do you think we don't talk about some of the stuff that, you know, like we had, like, the reason we started this podcast really is because we, like, we had a conversation a few weeks ago and it's probably the most honest conversation that we've had with each other, right? Like we we really yeah. unpackaged some stuff, and it and it and it improved things drastically with us, um, just in terms of understanding one another. So I think this is like something that people do, right? So siblings go along and they get to a point where they either get on or they don't get on, but they very rarely. And I'm maybe I'm generalising, obviously, but it's definitely the case with us. We get on really well, but we don't talk about stuff. We don't talk about our issues either with each other or like even necessarily issues in our life and there's been very few times that we've had real heart to hearts but every time we have it's it's felt quite i don't know poignant and and powerful so what changed why, why, why do you think that is and what and, and how, how how do we improve that i don't know because i felt like me and you went through a period where probably when i was in my early 20s where we would talk all the time yeah. um and talk openly whereas me and aaron could never talk me and Aaron can talk more now because, like he said, he can control his temper a bit more and he can be spoken to, whereas previously he could not be spoken to. Yeah, it's nothing um, to do with you at all, mate. No. <laughs> 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 nothing to do with you, don't yeah. it's all uh, Whereas me and you probably talk, Michael, talk, probably talk less, well, have talked less until yeah. until recently. Um, I, I couldn't really say what what the reason it is. Obviously, we've all got our own lives now. and it's By recently, do you mean three weeks ago? Yeah, <laughs> we've all got our own lives now, um, and I think that I don't know. I, I couldn't. But do you not think it's a, I said, do you not think it's a really weird thing? So we, like, 
you you two are like probably the most important people to me in in the world so in terms of a constant so relationships can can come and go and don't get me wrong you know we've discussed our relationships we're in good relationships that's not what i'm saying um and you know time time being what time is your parents will potentially go before your brothers because you're mm. all of a similar age so you you two are like always the people that have been the most important people to me but then we've never had those like like i said we have we don't have those open conversations where we talk about that and we talk about our feelings and we talk about even just like the things that were like i think you're going wrong on this i think you could maybe you know like just have an open dialogue with one another yeah yeah, yeah i agree maybe it comes down to not necessarily what i said earlier about the competitive thing but i don't know i guess we still sort of slightly hard-headed in the fact that we don't want to be told by one another necessarily what we're doing wrong maybe yeah. i think i think it's because we actually value each other's opinion so much that we don't want to be judged yeah do you know what i mean I think that's, I find, that, that's a good point i find it easier to tell someone else a problem and possibly have the opportunity that they're not going to actually tell me what i need to hear Rather than telling it to one of your brothers, and then you're gonna get you're gonna get the honest truth that you may not want to hear. Um, I know Michael, me, and you have had like, like serious conversations before, and that's been fine. But it, it's not always happened. And same like with yeah. you, Aaron, or like we we've had we we do talk, but there'll be certain things that you won't want criticism on from us or critique, should I say, because. You know it's honesty, but do you know what I mean? It's, it might not necessarily be what you want to hear at the time. Mm. So I think maybe we just avoid it rather than having that conversation. Yeah, Dude, yes, that's a real shame, though, because it, it's like a safe. This is a safe space. I mean, apart from the fact yeah. that people are listening to this now, but like you, you, know, you get my point. Like this is a safe space. The three of us is a safe space. As much as there is that judgment, there, there we don't have other relationships like this. The, the relationship of a sibling. For most people, not for everybody, is like the closest or one of the closest relationships that they'll have. And you should be able to be open and honest with each other and say, um, either I'm struggling or I'm ha- you know, I'm having a tough time yeah. or or, you know, I think you're going down the wrong path, or, you know, have you thought about this? I think maybe me and you, Michael, because we both made poor decisions. Yeah. Um, when we were younger or in our twenties or whatever. That like well, like I said, we didn't want to. Although we should have done that, we should have spoken. We should have said, "I think you're doing this wrong. This is my mm-hmm. opinion," rather than just going or listening and going, "Yeah, that's oh, is that what you're doing?" Sort of thing. Um, we maybe missed the opportunity to have those conversations, but there's no reason why they they can't happen now. Not the poor decisions, but the conversation. The conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I think though, since. In the recent years, our relationships have got better. I think that's down to um, going on trips away together as well, like going to Barbados, going to New York, especially New York is obviously where, well, Barbados as well, but New York more recently, where it's literally just us three for five days, like enjoying each other's company, enjoying the things we like to do. And I think yeah. that, that opened up a lot more conversations and we, we were a lot honest with each other then about, what's going on, what we want to do, etc. So I think that was an important um, building block. Also, I think we, when we were younger, I think we used to think that we were very similar, whereas we're not. We're, we're very different. 
but we have similarities, obviously, in terms of personality, but we are very different. I think we're very similar and we're very different as well. I was going to say, how much do you think that, that boils down to um, the roles that we have in, in our relationship? So in our lives, we assume a, person, a role and we have a persona and, mm. you know, a personality. But then when we come back together, we always revert back to, I'm the oldest, you're the middle brother, you're the youngest brother. And how much that potentially impacts the way that we communicate with each other, because it doesn't, it's not an even playing field, even though it should be, we're all men. Like there's no, I haven't lived your experiences, you haven't lived my experiences, mm. but we, we go back to that hierarchy. Aaron always gets the piss taken out of him for having a hairline down to his eyebrows. Um, <laughs> um, you two are going to get the piss taken out of you for having the hairline to the back of your head, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you get the point, right? So uh, how much of an impact do you think that has? I think it does have an impact. It, it, well, I'd say in terms of us not getting on that as an impact. So it's, when we do, when we try to assume the roles, one of us or more than one of us will rebel against that sort of thing. So like if I tried to big brother Aaron, sometimes it would be receptive to it. Other times it won't be. Similar to if you try to do it to me, sometimes I just listen and respect your opinion. Other times I'd be like, oh, my man, like, I don't want to hear that sort of thing. So I think it, 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 it has a negative impact, but in the same way, it, it does have a positive impact because when you do need that advice, I'll go to you as as a big brother, and I hope Aaron will come to me at the same. I think because that's I think that's a good point. So we, we discussed this about you guys looking up to me, not not because uh, you know I'm necessarily somebody who you should look up to, but because I'm just older and more experienced and have done some things that you guys haven't done. Um, have you mentioned that? You've been on some holidays, yeah. <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned a few more jokes than you two as well. You just keep recycling those same jokes. Well, um, there's 49 countries in a year, man. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, I went on holiday every month last year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I have noticed? You two have got a lot braver on this podcast. <laughs> I think it might be because we're not face to face. No, but seriously, I think like that, you know. We've spoken about that before, about the, the impact of older siblings, like looking, not looking up to, but sort of using them as a template. But at the same time, you still have that, like, well, what's, where's my identity? What's my role? And Aaron, like, you've, you've struggled a lot with feeling like you're being criticised when sometimes it's just people passing knowledge down to you. And I wonder whether that comes from that older brother, younger brother relationship. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it definitely does. Um... Yeah, because it sort of puts you back. Like I said, we all live our own lives now. We all live separately. And you're all your own man and I'm my own man. So then, like you said, when we get back together, it seems, not all the time, but sometimes, like you said, it goes, oh, yeah, older brother, middle brother, younger brother. And, yeah, even not, like, that's how I feel. So I said I feel like I'm, what did I say? Not, what's the word? What did I say last week? I said, um... Something about us valuing you, or, or yeah, um, I say I feel undervalued. Like, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't. We don't. You underestimate don't me. It. That was it. That was yeah, it. you underestimate me in in certain situations. I don't know. I guess that just happens when you when you get together sometimes. But I think yeah, we all play a different role. But then, so where did that come from? Because as we discussed, so conversation off air, 
I, I've never undervalued you. I, I've got huge respect for what you've achieved from from being, um, you know, that fat kid to um, a slightly less no, uh, to, to, you know, the, the person that you are now and being as driven and as ambitious as you are. And similarly of Jordan, like the fact that he's shaped his own career, have a house, have a, um, a girlfriend who you're in love with and you're shaping your career. So I'm proud of, proud of both of you. But why would you think that either one of us think of you Aaron I don't know it's a tough one to put it's a tough one to put my finger on like I said I just think over the years we like I said it's been so used to just I think well I think you Michael when you were younger you used to put Jordan down a little bit and then I think Jordan used to follow that trend and, and do that to me well yep. I used to try anyway um and, <laughs> and um yeah I think that's maybe why so it's, I think it's still like maybe on the brain a little bit in terms of obviously I've changed completely as a person, but on the brain a little bit, when it comes back to these situations, there's still that sort of memory there that makes me think, oh, that might be in play now still, if you know what I mean. The thing is, I, I, I never undervalued you, even when I didn't like you. If I if someone else asked me about you, other than saying you're annoying or a nightmare, I would, if it was something you're good at, I'd, I'd champion that. What I felt like when we were younger is I felt like when... When I was younger to Michael and he would come down on me, I still felt like there was like a level of respect between us. Whereas with me and you, Aaron, I felt like there was, you had no, because probably because of how angry you were, you had no respect or regard for me as your older brother, mm. which made it difficult. So me and Michael yeah. would fight. We'd have full on fights, bigger fights than probably me and you have ever had. But there was. <sighs> I don't think it ever crossed the line, did it, Michael? Apart from that time I tried to kill you. But that's yeah, when well, you threw threw that metal chair at me. Yeah, <laughs> but that was one time. Whereas I feel like me. Well, by that time you was in the wardrobe as well. No, that was me. I was, <laughs> a wardrobe falling on top of me. But um, yeah, <laughs> me and you, Aaron, I think our relationship crossed the line. Didn't it? It crossed the line all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just. Yeah, we just. Me and you just butted heads massively. I think that is a. Yeah, that is. I, like you said, I don't think I respected you as that older brother, but I think that's just the way, like, I was mentally wired up, like, wired up, sorry. I was just combative against you, like, anything that you was trying to come at me with, I'd try and come back at you with, do you know what I mean? But that's the thing I think is interesting, is that, like, you, we can have those relationships, and I think it's common a lot, of, you know, through a lot of sibling relationships, where you grow up a certain way, so you grow up with this... Like you said, Jordan, this idea of respect and you should respect your elder elder sibling or whatever. Um, and then that transfers into your adult life. And while your relationship change changes, like our relationships change, you still have those like mechanisms that you go back to of, I feel like, do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. would demean Aaron because he's the youngest brother. And that obviously tr- triggers you into thinking that I don't, I don't think that you're, you know, you're as capable as you are, when in reality that's not the case. But do you, do you know what it is actually? That get now sitting here having to think about it, I think it's the fact that you. So probably you're actually right. It is actually maybe the chip on my shoulder. I think maybe you two don't actually undervalue me, but in my head because you two are older than me, you've had more experience than me. You're in jobs you want to be in, and I've not. I've not yet, even though I'm going to hit the level that I want to hit yet. I think when I hit that, then I'll probably actually feel completely different in the situation. So maybe so you think something it's like a... more in my in my own mind than than an actual real thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it, it goes both ways. I think I think you you might be on something there with like the age thing, but ultimately, but like, how far do you go with that? Like, is it about you know being thirty and having X, or is it being forty five and having Y? Do you know what I mean? Is it about money? Yeah. Is it about status? Is it about because ultimately we shouldn't be competing with each other. We should definitely we should be empowering each other, but not competing with one another. Yeah, because I I can admit when I was younger, obviously me and me and Michael were in the same profession. So when I was younger. When I got to a certain point or a promotion, I would I would judge that against what age you were when you got to a certain level. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Which it, it's not wrong, but it's not right. It, it didn't. No, it, it helps doesn't, you. Doesn't bring any fulfillment. So I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I got promoted to a senior role, senior role at twenty eight. What was Michael doing at twenty eight? And it's not a. It's never. It's never a slight on you or anything like that. It's just. It, it's. It, I used to use it as a way to let me know that I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's more, like you say, it's more an internal thing. So similar to what you're doing, Aaron. If you were to, if you're going to achieve something, you might compare it to what we're doing. It's not you're not competing against us in any shape or form, but it, it will make you feel better that you're heading in the right direction or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think it's because, like you said, we're all at, we're all at different stages, and obviously I'm at the at like the earlier stage, and you two have experienced more things than me, and are at later stages than me. That I'm like, oh yeah, I want. I want this or whatever because I'm at the earliest stage it seems like I'm on, I'm on a downward step but only in my own head do you know what I mean um, but yeah that's that's it that's it I guess so like, I think it's like, it's important to, to talk through that process like we have but I think what's more important than that, than that is being able to talk to each other about these things because that's the thing that doesn't happen right so you, we, we grow up as we said we, we've got a really good relationship but we don't talk or we haven't until recently talked to each other openly about how we're feeling about stuff. And, you know, you think, I, I think it comes from, it's sort of a family m- m- mentality, isn't it? You think about all of the things that have gone on in our family, whether it be our immediate family or extended family. We're not people who, and I don't think a lot of people are, to be honest, who talk about their feelings. It's almost like this taboo thing where you just shouldn't, you shouldn't open up. When in reality, it's the opposite. As I said, we're closer than we would be to most other people outside of our relationships, and that should be—we should be able to talk to each other, you know, openly, yeah. no judgment. Like I said, when I was depressed, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I was, literally nobody knew, and people may have noticed parts of my behaviour or character that changed. But really, I should have been reaching out to you guys, even yeah. though you were younger and probably couldn't deal with deal with it emotionally. I still should have been reaching out to you guys. No, I didn't say I didn't. I've never really spoke to anyone other than mum about like depression or how you're feeling or anything like that. And like you say, it should be a conversation we should have with each other, especially being closer in age and going through similar things. But I can't say why I didn't. It wasn't out of shame or I wasn't. I wouldn't. It wasn't because I wouldn't think you'd understand. It, it, it just didn't occur to me, which is sad to be honest. Um, but at least we're in a position now where we can do that. That's the thing that I've realised as I've got older is the value of honesty. And I don't mean the value of honesty is in terms of like we were talking about on the last episode about relationships. Obviously, that's very valuable. What I mean is being able to express exactly how you feel and open up and tell people about yourself without worrying that someone's going to judge you. Because at the end of the day, everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got stuff that they're worried about, they're doing wrong, they, they, you know, mistakes they've made or or concerns or... They just haven't got their lives figured out. Nobody has, really. And there's always stuff. 
Um, but there's no, no one person is perfect. So mm. being able to, to sort of share your problems with people, I think is incredibly valuable or it has been incredibly valuable for me. It helps me figure things out. Yeah, I agree. Do you, but do you think that obviously that's come to more prominence in recent times, obviously people speaking to other people about their problems, etc. Um, but do you think before the, these last couple of years, it was sort of seen as a weakness to, um, to unload your feelings to someone else? I think it's still seen as a weakness, if I'm completely honest. I mean, how many people have spoken to you in the past two years about something serious going on in their life? Even if it's just, I'm really struggling with my job or, you know, I've got no money or whatever it is. Just... I think it's stuff like, stuff like jobs and finances and what you would deem personal, personal sorry, or sensitive information people don't talk about. But relationships and stuff, people might be a bit more forthcoming with. But if it's something, something that might make them feel inadequate, they people don't talk about it. And I, I wouldn't. I, I, like, openly, I wouldn't or haven't spoke about it. So if I've ever been struggling at work or anything, I've always been the type of person that says, I'm fine. And I always make a joke out of something. And I can always put on a fake laugh or just seem like I'm okay. And, and sometimes not even be aware that you're not okay. But that's it to your point, Jordan. So when we, we, we were a little bit younger, we had a really close relationship. And obviously, we, and so we grew apart. We just stopped talking as much. Um, and you went through a relationship which wasn't a good relationship. And like, I was devastated when I found out that you were going through the stuff that you were going through. And wish you, do you know what I mean? Like you had opened up and communicated about that stuff. Not because I necessarily would have been able to do anything, but because you needed support. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just, you know, it was just silly not to talk about it really. But uh, again, that's, that was me probably not processing anything and just you're telling yourself you're fine or yeah. think things will get better. And then even afterwards, I don't think I realised afterwards the effect that it has. Um, and, it, and probably then I should have been talking about just threw myself into other things and kept myself busy doing stuff with friends or whatever else. And you just, you just keep, keep on, do you know what I mean? You just carry on. Whereas really in order to process something, you need to talk about it. And if I think about you, Aaron, like you've had, you know, it, it, it can't have been, um, I know we keep coming back to this, but I think it's, I think it's quite an important thing to talk about. And that must have been a heavy burden to carry. No, I'm being serious. Um, <laughs> no, but it must have been a big deal, right? So, like, psychologically, it was really tough. You struggled with, um, struggled with weight and you were embarrassed by, the, you know, the fact that you were carrying weight. But I don't think, outside of when you got upset about it and then we would have conversations and say, you know, don't, don't, it's it's going to be okay. You're going, you know, you're going, to, you're working towards get, getting in shape and whatnot. But we didn't really have conversations where you talked about how you felt. Yeah, it was yeah, it was tough. Obviously, um, a lot of the times, the worst the worst part was like, well, it's just obviously typical fat stuff. Like when you have it in your, just how you feel in your, <laughs> how you feel in your clothes, etc. Um, when you go to a shop, you look in the mirror and then. You see, you like you got you put a t-shirt on, and you can see your belly out the front. Like at the age of fourteen, fifteen, that's never a good look. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it was it was tough. I probably yeah, the only person I really spoke to about it was mum. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame that me and you didn't get on better at that period because I I remember that vividly. And I, I to be fair, when I was around that age, I was I was a chubby teenager as well. My nickname in school was Fathead, 
So I, I, I knew what you was going through. I think I, I wasn't as big as you. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, knew, I knew what you. Were I don't going know, your head was. <laughs> I remember um, talking to you about uh, the compression tops you used to wear because you used to wear night compression tops, didn't you, under all your clothes? Yeah, so because you thought well, you thought it would make you look slimmer, and that yes. used to that used to devastate me. And I'll be I'll be telling you like, oh, why are you wearing that for? I wasn't old enough to like convey how I felt or speak to you on an emotional level. So all I'd say to you is, why are you wearing that for? Don't wear that. And you would take that as me taking the piss out of you. I was never taking the piss out of you. I was trying to say, you're not going to, as long as you're doing that, you're never going to accept or feel comfortable in yourself. Do you know what I mean? For anyone that, yeah, that uh, obviously is just listening and doesn't know my story. So yeah, I literally would go to school and wear like Under Armour base layer compression tops because I felt like I had man boobs. I had a belly on me. Um, so I literally would try and compress everything down so that it wouldn't show through like a school shirt or whatever. I went, I remember being in PE, I'd like be like the last person to get changed or like I'd hide like my clothes over my belly. Like, so it was, yeah, it was mad times. So it was mad times to look back on it, to be fair. You compress it's everything. Ca- it's character building. You compress everything apart from your eating habit. <laughs> <laughs> but how... um. On a, on a serious note, how, how does how does it affect you now? So, th- is there any like residual feeling from from that from that stage of your life? Nah, it, it was it was it was good because it was it was a lesson, and now like it made me become the person I am today. Because that's how my journey of growth started was with like with weight loss, and then obviously that's now brought me to become a personal trainer. And soon to open my own gym, so it's Plug. it's take it's taken me on a great journey. So last full of lessons, and that that was one of the best ones. How do you think you'd handle it if you put on weight? What now? No, like when you're my age or Michael's age. Not like uh, get fat, but just general. As life gets busier and you have yeah. less time, yeah. You know, if you're if you're focusing on your your business and you don't have, you know, you're not you're not uh, working with clients, you're not working out every day, you put on weight. How, obviously it's difficult to, to understand how you would feel about it, but how do you think you would deal with that? Um, I would try, I'd try, um, I'd still try and prioritise my own training and still try and keep in shape now. Because even when I'm working, I always try to get my own workout in first because I feel like that's most important. Not just for your physical health, for your mental health as well. It just completely clears your mind of any any bad feeling. Um, and set you up for the day. So obviously, I try to keep on top of it as much as I can. Obviously, I don't know until I get to that time. Um, but obviously, as you lot keep telling me, and as I can see on my screens now, it's hard. It's harder and harder to keep the weight off. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Uh, you got to embrace it, mate. That's what my, my one bit of advice is: just be comfortable. Not no, don't be comfortable. That's the wrong. That's the wrong phraseology to use. Uh, be fair. No, yeah. <laughs> don't hate it it'll make it worse yeah i know i know i'm not gonna be you're not gonna be in great shape forever are you but i'm just gonna mm. try to be as long as long as i can be yeah so we, t- we touched on it a little bit i guess so we should probably pick up a bit more about like mental health especially i think from a male perspective i don't think we have to go into the detail of like mental health more generally but in terms of family how important is it to talk to people closest to you? Yeah, it's massive. It's my, I'm, I'm more, well, I've never been as open as I am now. And I talk to mum, talk to you guys, talk to my partner. 
about anything really. Like nothing's off the table. Whereas when I was younger, I was a either not aware of issues, or b would just ignore them and bottom up. I used to have. I'm the opposite of, to Aaron in terms of Aaron used to just boil over straight away, whereas I would let things build and build and build and build until there'd be like one explosion, and it wouldn't necessarily be an explosion that people see. It would just be a breakdown behind closed doors. Um, whereas now, I'm a lot better at dealing with things as they come, or trying to anyway. I still get like, things still make me anxious. Things still can cause me issues. But I feel like I'm better at dealing with them now. Would you ever, both of you, get therapy? Yeah. Yeah, if it was free. Yeah, so that's the right? <laughs> I was trying to get some last year, I couldn't afford it. I don't even think that's a that's a like I have I don't have I don't struggle with mental health but touch wood but I think it's just a it's just a good learning tool to learn more about yourself and explore other things in your mind that you're not necessarily open to. But see, this is what I think is interesting. Is you said that I don't struggle with mental health, but from my perspective, everybody struggles with their mental health because you've got stuff that you haven't even begun to unpick. So you've got as we're talking about, the fact that you, you know, you were carrying weight, you've got the our parents' relationship, you've got, you know, being bullied by your big brothers. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of stuff that you don't even think about, which has shaped your life. Everybody has it. Everybody has stuff. I, I always thought, you know, I don't, I don't have stuff. I don't have stuff that I need to deal with. And Jordan, we used to say this, right? We were like, our parents are polar opposites, and you know, ex- extremes of one another. How do we end up being so, um, you know, level-headed and land somewhere in the middle? But in reality, yeah. when you unpack that, like, there's there's negatives that come with those memories and those experiences, which we just haven't even began to understand. Yeah, I had, like, I've been thinking about that more recently. Though. There's certain things that I, I'm only starting to realise have affected me throughout my life from being younger that, not starting to manifest themselves but I've only just really started to think about so like we joked last episode about like dad not being there when I was born I've never thought about that yeah. because well I didn't want to think about it and it hasn't it's had zero impact on mine and his relationship but it I know it's had an impact on me not not don't necessarily know how yeah I just know it's had an, it's, it's not something I'm com- not well it's not something I've been comfortable talking about and I know it's had an impact on me I've always brushed it off it's like whatever like I, I, I wasn't I was a baby who cares but yeah. I know it's I know it affects me so that, that's the type of thing that if I went to therapy I'd like to unpack and that's the thing there are so many like the, the, the point I was trying to make is there are so many like hidden memories moments emotions you know, we spoke about our grandparents and I said, you know, how much that impacted me. Um, I never had, I didn't have a good relationship with dad for 23, four years of my life. The first 23 or four years of my life. And it's only been the last 12 that I've actually had a good relationship with him. Um, the stuff that is the stuff that everybody carries and, you know, it's not exclusive to us. Everybody has issues in their lives, which they either ignore or don't know that they're there. But they do have an impact on you day to day, week to week. You know, they shape who you are. Aaron, I can see you're thinking. What are you? What are you thinking? No, I wasn't thinking. I was just listening, listening to what you were saying. So, what do you think about it? I'm interested to hear your perspective because you're still at the beginning of your journey. And don't get me wrong, you've still got 24 years of experiences which have shaped you to today. But 
I can I can relate to being 24 years old and not even thinking about mental health or you know what impact those things have had on me but I had because they, they forced me into a relationship because I saw my parents relationship and mm. I wanted to fix the problem that I saw yeah obviously we've all had stuff that's happened to us and obviously that has affected how I am today but in terms of I don't think of anything as negatively affecting me obviously some stuff has but in terms of my day to day, I literally there's only a certain amount of things I think about. I don't really, I don't really look back on the past too much. Um, but you, this is what I'm saying about the unconscious things, and I'm not trying to like trigger you or, or like press you if you if that's genuinely how you feel. But we spoke about, you know, your perception that we didn't see the value uh, or value you or you know what you'd achieved today. But that's that's an issue, as you said. Like that that chip on your shoulder, that need to prove yourself, that comes from somewhere, and that's that's in you now. You know, I'm not. It's not a criticism. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, that's, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's in me now, but I'm just saying I don't think about it. It doesn't affect me daily. I don't really think about it too much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I guess maybe I'm I'm phrasing it the wrong way. I'm not saying it's something for you to think about. I'm saying it's unconscious. But it affects you. So, though you know, when we have those conversations, that triggers you. So, what I'm saying is, that's an issue that you haven't dealt with. You just don't realise you you need to deal with it. Yeah, because I, I well, I've got the same thing. So, like, I don't know whether it's standard middle child syndrome or something else. Like, I mean, I needed to like go and spend all our time going like football for you, Michael. Like, I've got like the constant driver. Not to, I say to prove myself, to find fulfilment, I'd say. Uh, but at the same time, the competing ideology is there's a fear to do it or failure, which I've got ideas of where it stems from, but I'm not 100% sure where it stems from, um, which has stopped me doing things that I potentially wanted to do, which and it shouldn't. Where do you think it stems from? I'm interested to know. If you're happy to share, don't feel like you have to share. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think it was uh, well part of these being a middle child, not not. And, I mean, all people always say like middle child syndrome, and like, but I feel like what I wanted to do was put to the side so you could do achieve what you were doing at the time, which is I understand because you were doing it. Do you know what I mean? And then Aaron was doing it, so I, I feel like for a period of time I feel like what I wanted to do was put to the side. So I've almost done that myself. I, yeah, I can I can completely understand that, and we well I guess we we've spoken about this to some degree in mm. recent times, haven't we? And do you think because obviously that's that's had a lasting impact on you? You're 30 years old, and it's you still feel like it's it's holding you back. Right? Is that is that a, a, yeah? I'm not, not holding I'm, you I'm back. I'm not struggling. Like, I've done stuff. I, it's just like I'm sure there's other things I would have done in different avenues if there was not the fear of failing at it. And I feel like the, I have the fear of failing because it wasn't necessarily I wasn't necessarily pushed to do things or encouraged to do things. I was just taken along for your ride. How um, fucked up is that though? Your life for you, like genuine, and this is genuinely whether you feel like it or it has actually happened. Your life has fundamentally been been shaped by yeah, no, that's, by that's me. The been, that's the type of thing I've been talking about. Like, that's, that's the type yeah. of thing I've been I've been speaking about recently, and that's. One of the main reasons why I suggested making this podcast is this is something without thinking about that stuff. This is something I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't yeah. have put myself out there because immediately my old my older thought process would have been, 
I want to do a podcast. That'd be really good. I enjoy podcasts. And then the second thought would have been, no one will listen to it. What's the point? Or I'd record one and be like, that sounds shit. Delete that. And I've done it. Like, you know, I used to, I used to sing. I used to do stuff like that. And I would do the same. I'd record stuff. And only I would listen to it. And I would judge it as being crap. The funny thing about that is, so I've always been, as I said, of both of you, incredibly proud. And when there was a, there was a recording of you singing, I think it might have been on YouTube or like somebody sent a clip around and I would tell everyone about it like, because I knew how capable you were. And I still talk, it's funny, actually, somebody said to me the other day, um, uh, a guy I work with, he was talking about getting a singer for his wedding and he was like, it's this specific person. And he sort of said, you know, probably isn't going to happen because of timing and the cost that this person would, would you know, would cost. Um, and I said, well, if you need someone, my brother can sing. So, you know, keep, keep him in mind type of thing. And it's like, it's just funny how you've held yourself Hold yourself back. That that happening has has stopped you from sort of doing the things that you want to do and really putting the effort into them. But you like uh, other people see how capable you are. And conversely, yeah. like for me, it's been the opposite problem. Say the opposite problem. I always think I can do everything yeah. because I did get every opportunity and I, I was given you know the right support. Well, in some respects encouraged to do the things that I was good at I always think I can do anything yeah see now, now when I get encouraged I'll belittle it or just yeah. assume because I'm, I'm someone that people get on with and I've got a lot of friends so if someone gives me I just assume they're doing it because they're my friend yeah do you know what I mean and it probably would make a difference if it come from someone a complete stranger or whatever but yeah it, 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 it is weird like my memory of being younger is when I when I relate to singing. I've got two memories relating to singing. One is with me and you in the back of the car, my mum and dad, and we're driving up the up the hill, and I'm mm. singing, and I get told to shut up. That's it. That's 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 number one. And then number two was singing at school, and the the sound went wrong, the microphone went wrong, and it kept cutting out. And then from that on, it was like I'm not ever. I never want to put myself out there. Do you know what I mean? To do that again. Yeah. Which is it's, it's insane. I was 11 years old. It's insane. It highlights the importance of therapy though. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the, the, the important importance of dealing with the issues you're either aware of or unaware of because they, they literally are holding you back. Mm. 100%. I, I, um, I started, I said to you the other day, I was going to start writing a blog. And the first one I was going to title was nine years later because I, I I always look back at my old Facebook statuses and things I used to write and I used to write them to like self motivate myself. Mm. So I'd be like, oh, starting a starting my new business this month, like it's going to start the business plan. I don't even know what that business was. All I was trying to do was in, encourage myself to do something, but I didn't even have the my the belief in myself to do it. So it never it never took on, never took a step in the step forward. So that, yeah, that has helped me back, but. It's never too late to work on something. Do you think if you have or had the support from Aaron and I, so if we were champion, championing one another more than we do, because we do support each other, but we also take the piss out of each other quite a lot. So it's sometimes it's hard to see the line between, you know, the genuine support and then just the piss taking that, that always happens when we get together. Do you think if you had more support from us, it would have helped you overcome some of those things? What do you think I'd be a platinum selling recording artist if 
He lost it. He lost it. Well done. If Diddy is, then you can be. <laughs> we said help you, Jordan, not, not miracles. <laughs> no, to be fair, I remember, it, 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 I think so, but it would have taken more than that because I think, I remember I wrote a song and I put it on Facebook and Aaron heard it and he wouldn't stop singing it for like two weeks. Hmm. And it was nice, but it, st- it, did, it still didn't give me the, the confidence to do anything. That, do you know what I mean? To go any further than that. I think it, I don't know. I think I would have needed more than that. I, I needed to prove it to myself, really, rather than just to get you guys saying it's good. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that comes down to just humans how they select things. Like, like I said the other day, and like we see the negative and stuff. So, it don't matter how much someone says, "Oh, you can do this, you can do this," you just sort of you just sort of brush it aside, don't you? Yeah. Do you still remember the lyrics of the song? Yeah, I'm not going to sing it now. Though. <laughs> <laughs> So, interesting point you just made there. So, you're saying you still see the negatives that, you know, even if people are being positive, you still see the negatives. So, is that is that what happens to you? Because you, outwardly, you come off as this, like, overly confident person. And I, I see a lot of myself in you at your age. So, the, the borderline cockiness, I always, I always used to get that, like, you know, I used to always just say, no, I'm not. I'm overconfident. I'm not cocky. But you've yeah. got that that same level of like cockiness. But you ju- also spoke about the sort of concern around negativity, and that was something I struggled with as well because there was like a fragility to me which people didn't see. They just saw the, the confidence. Is that something? Like, is that something that you that you struggle with? No, I don't struggle with it. I think it's it's a balance getting the because I I sort of I try not to let any, like nothing negative sort of get into my head too much um but then you can also the balance of the other side is like you said when i was asked you to review my business plan and then you said you weren't being negative you said oh you need to do this blah 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 and then i sort of brush it off as if like i don't want to hear it because Mm -hmm. all the other negative stuff if anyone says something negative it won't generally affect me but i brush it off so then i can end up doing the same things that with stuff that are meant to help me so obviously It's a it's a it's a fine balance trying to get. Obviously, you need to you sort of need to garner both. Well, I think about that. I think it's really interesting that again back to the difference in age between us. I've got to a point where I've accepted that I have a bunch of issues and I'm slowly unpackaging them and dealing with them. I still haven't been to therapy, and I really I, I you know for no reason other than part of my psyche is that I feel like I need to understand my problems to some degree before I can then talk about them with other people even though that's a complete wrong attitude to have because ultimately there's going to be stuff in there which I don't even consciously think about which they will help bring out yeah. and then you've got Jordan who is in his he's just you know you're 30 nearly 31 around the similar age that I had sort of a breakthrough in terms of like self-care um psychologically and you're just beginning that journey, Jordan, right? So you've just yeah. become awoken to the fact that that's happened. And then you've got Aaron, who is not impervious, but your your you know your mindset is very much like, I'm okay. And it's just yeah. Inter- yeah, and it's just interesting to see. I wonder where you'll be in six years, Aaron. Whether you know th- some of those things will come to the surface more as you get older. Maybe they won't. Maybe maybe that's it's you know you've had a different path. Um, and similarly with Jordan, I wonder how far how much further along you'll be for dealing with them. Yeah, my second album by then. <laughs> no, I think problems. I'm aware of problems. Like life's not life's never smooth sailing, is it? I know 
and the the history of how things have gone in my life so far, I know every couple of years something, but something's going to happen that you've got to react to in it, and it's not it's not going to be a good situation. I like I know that that's the way life's gone so far. So I feel like it's just trying to best prepare yourself for them situations. I wish that I knew more about the impact of experiences and just life has on your mental health and how you shouldn't try and cope with these things by yourself. And I, you know, I, I'm committed to spending the rest of my life taking care of my, my own well-being, um, and just being really open and honest with my feelings like to both of you and to, you know, to uh, my girlfriend and to, to the rest of my family and not, shutting those things away doesn't matter how small it is and it's a, it's a challenge for most people is to just be honest about like i had a shit day or i'm feeling really rubbish at the moment but i don't know why that's that's a real challenge for a lot of people yeah there's nothing about there's nothing i value more at this age than my own well-being mentally and that comes down to like you say taking care of yourself and, and having those conversations even if it's just a minor thing like i'm having a bad day or whatever I place a great importance on doing that now, whereas when I was younger, I wouldn't even entertain it. It would just be, I'm, I'm all right, I'm fine. That's it, let's move on. And I think you realise more as you get older, that, that not even the big impacts it makes, just the small impacts it makes, like having a tough time to make on like the way, I don't know, what you're eating, what exercise you do, where you go, the things you do at the weekend. You know, it, it, it all ties in. Like You might think at the time, oh, I'm just going to stay in and have a takeaway because i'm just want to chill and the reality is you're you're comfort eating because there's something pressed on your mind you're just not aware of it so i think i spend a lot more time trying to pay attention to that and pay attention to yourself essentially but i, I agree with that but then that's why i think i'm self like i'm very self-aware of how i'm feeling and what i'm doing like i literally i have a a, a list on my phone uh, about the things I do when I'm operating best and when I feel my best. So they're the things that I try to stick to. So let's, let's do like a live experiment then test, test this theory of, you know, the importance of honesty and being honest with one another. So I think we should all name one thing that we've struggled with this week. It doesn't matter how big or small it is, even if it's, you know, and I'm not talking about, I struggle to match 15 women on Tinder, Aaron. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I I mean, like something you who to match one hundred and fifty <laughs> without um, like being completely frank. There's always stuff that you struggle with. Doesn't it? Doesn't matter how small it is, but identifying it and then being able to openly talk about, it, I think, is a really important first step. So um, I'll, I'll happily go first. Otherwise, I'll let you one of you guys go first. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the thing that I've struggled with this week is I've struggled with work this week. So work's been really busy. And because, not just because it's been busy, because work's always busy, but I've struggled with my motivation. So I've struggled with have being energised and feeling in control of the work that I need to do and how my week is going. I feel like there's, I get to the end of my day and I kind of just... I call it decompression, but it's not. It, it's it's slowing down, really, really slowing down by just wanting to lay down and, and not do anything for half an hour, an hour. And that, I don't think that's a good thing. 
I think that's something that I need to figure out. So I either need to find a better mechanism for dealing with my work or I need to find something that helps me decompress, but in a, in a healthy way. So that's my thing. And affects that negatively. Like I say, I, I, I felt low on energy. And then you find yourself not living, well, yeah, living for the weekend, essentially. Or just looking forward to the weekend. Well, that shouldn't necessarily be the case. You should find enjoyment in the, on, or I should find enjoyment in every day. What you, I'd say my two things have been sleep. One, my sleep's been terrible this week. And two, now I've got to holiday, so I want to get in shape for that. And it's been hard to it's been hard to get back on the wheel in terms of like strict dieting, etc. Because what I've done, I've done it for like the last four years or every every summer holiday. It's been hard to yeah to get to find the motivation, like you said, to to get back on the wheel, be do the strict dieting, and, and get back into that. So to, to do this in reverse then, so we'll start with you, Aaron, and we'll unpackage these things and talk about how we mitigate them or whatever. Why do you think that you need to get in shape for a holiday? Because I want to be in shape. Because that's what attracts yeah. the ladies. For the ladies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're not in bad shape. You're not in bad shape now, right? So you could... No, it's, it, this is... Um, yeah, well, wait, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a slight, it's a, it's an expectation of myself, but it's also the fact social media plays a part because now I've posted pictures for the last four years of me with an eight pack, so now that's subconsciously or subconsciously that's expected every year. So by who? I've got <laughs> by who? By people on social media. <laughs> they expect they don't expect anything. They don't care. Okay, well that's your opinion, but in in my head. <laughs> Jordan, what? How are you gonna? How are you gonna remedy your um, your issues with work? I, uh, I whenever I well whenever I struggle, I just go back to basics. So that involves writing a list every morning, ticking things off. So then you feel like you're making progress. It's not. It doesn't always go that simply. Sometimes you you tick the first thing off, and then the whole day goes to shit, and a million other things come in. But at least by that way, you're placing some form of control back on your day in terms of what you do. And, the, and sometimes it comes down to just saying no or delegating. So that's what I try and do. Like I say, get back to basics. And, then I say, and as soon as I do that, start, you do start to feel better. What about you? For me, I think I've got a lot on at the moment. So not just from a work perspective, um, I'm moving house soon um, and there's other stuff going on in my life. And I think I, deal, I, I operate best when I have routine and structure. So... I've tried to mitigate some of my um, psychological tiredness and and, um, lack of capacity by walking in, like getting up early, walking in the morning um, and then starting my day there and making sure that I make time for myself in the day. So it's not just a day full of meetings or work and then my day ends and then, you know, go for another walk and, Mm. you know, it needs to be a good pattern. And I, th- I think the other thing is, well, with the situation that we're currently in with lockdown, it's incredibly tough on everybody because there isn't much to look forward to. So um, so booking a holiday, even if it's just a holiday in the UK, is is something I'm going to do tonight. So, yeah. Nice. Um, well, I guess that's it then. I think we should um, we should come back to the mental health topic maybe on the next episode and explore yeah. it in a bit more detail because I think everybody struggles with it young men um 
especially. And I think, yeah, I think we could really talk to that.